Welcome to Strongest on the Field Radio, where we aim to educate youth athletes, sports coaches, strength coaches, and parents on sports performance. Yo, what's up, Internet? This is Juan G, Strongest Field on the radio. We got Ronnie here next to me. Say what's up, Ronnie. What's up, guys? Welcome to 2018. It's going to be a big year. Oh, yeah, it's the first ep- Is it the first episode of the year? Yes. We did the last episode the last week, correct? Yep. Last week of December. Was our last did you, how were your holidays? It was good. Good time. Uh, Chris and I closed the gym down for um, about two, two, three days, and I got a chance to just go out and relax a little bit, take some time off because I knew 2018, we're, we're going to be in it for a while. So, yeah, we just made the most of that. It was good to get away. How was your holiday? Um, it was terrible. We, dude, we got that flu thing, the were like worst flu of whatever the decade. Uh, we were in bed the whole time. Um, so it was good timing that we didn't have stuff to do, I guess, but also we didn't get to enjoy time off. Uh, we were in bed for three days eating popsicles, trying not to overheat. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, I heard the that flu is like bacterial turning into a virus, and it's like all the flu shots this season weren't really anticipating the way it was gonna, the way it developed. So some people got sick twice, even three times. Um, who else do we have in the room? Everybody, you guys want to say hi? Or no? What's up, Christopher? <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Chris Pasquale oh, from Deuce back. Athletics. He, he's back. We got V. What's up? It's Brittany. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> it's always funny. That it goes from deep voice to not. Yeah. If any of you want to jump in, because we're going to answer a few questions. We've been getting asked some stuff on social media, so we're going to answer those. If at any point you guys want to jump in and fill in with your input, go for it. All right, so today's kind of goal, we're going to answer maybe some more practical things you can take away. Um, I'm assuming, hopefully, there's some things um, that we do that can maybe help you out. Uh, overall theme, I guess, what can you do now to improve your performance physically and mentally? Before we start that, can we talk about, real quick, uh, Deuce Animo and that just started? Can you fill us in how that's going? You want to do updates now or after? Now? Okay, who's going to do now? Um, we finally were able to get in. We have done so far two sessions. Uh, the coaches leading that are, are Teal, Amy, and Bree, uh, w- uh, all of which are from Coaches Prep, so still pumping out coaches. Uh, super awesome program. All of us have come from that program. I think there's a lot of things that you learn. Uh, I was kind of reflecting back now that I've been watching the girls and giving them evaluations. like, it's kind of cool how you're able to grow and at some point your role changes and how you're still associated with the program but at a different capacity. Uh, but you're never not learning because I'm, I'm also learning by evaluating. Like, how am I doing? Is it evaluating the evaluator, which like this always inception type thing. Like, how am I able to give them practical stuff for them to improve on or is it only conceptual is it only practical am I giving them the answers is it giving them just enough answers for them to figure it out alone let them sink a little bit um so it's pretty complex pretty cool 
the actual kid side, so far we've done um, some strongman stuff. We haven't lifted weights yet, which is kind of cool. I think everyone's uh, everyone thought that we were just gonna like, oh, we're gonna squat and do these traditional things, and like that's just one expression of what you can do with fitness. Um, we've had day two. The really cool thing uh, about Animo is that the environment at that school is that the students are open to learning. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle. Like, hey, let me convince you why this plank position is good for your sport. Let me convince you why this conditioning piece is going to help you with football. And the kids are like, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, And the faculty and and people have been great. Um, I think it's going to grow super big. uh, And the coaches are also going to grow super big. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's exciting. How long have you, do you guys plan on being there for, how long does that extend? So they kick us out. (laughs) And I don't really see it ending. You can't really end. You just improve the program, right? Uh, And my goal is like, okay, let me get school too. And can we involve that program? And then taking the coaches here to like, all right, well, you're leading that site now. And then just expanding the, the ability to kind of input coaches into real life situations and help more people and more students than because we can't coach everyone none of us can coach everyone but if we teach a coach principles and they can expand on that like that we've touched and so many more people having uh those three uh those three coaches helping you out it there's nothing that's going to make you a better coach faster than actually doing classes and getting your just getting out there, getting on the floor, just leading progressions, teaching, leading warm-ups, progressions, and workouts, and giving the context and all that good stuff. Did you, watching them start out, did it feel like you, when you were starting, like, did it throw you back? Were you reminiscing, like, oh, man, I remember when I used to make that error mistake? Yeah, which is exciting, um, because you remember that feeling, um, and it helps you coach them better. Because you like you have anxiety, you're like I, I stuttered, I, I, damn it, I messed up, or, or I felt awkward, or the energy in the room was weird. I, I wanted to help the person, and I didn't know how to help them. Uh, and coaching them through, like, hey, I'm gonna give you feedback. Let's all, let's all be comfortable with it, accept the feedback, and they're all very accepting because Juice creates that culture. And like, damn, where could I improve? Um, and so it's it's nice and asking them like, how'd you feel first? I'm like. I think I nailed it. Like, yeah, you nailed that part. What about this other thing you're like questioning yourself about? What did you not like about it? And then like them reflecting back and kind of digging for their own answers, uh, which is cool. And they learn through watching different coaches because we each do some things very well and we're always improving our own arsenal of stuff, right? Otherwise, you're just going backwards and you're cheating whoever you're coaching. Even to this day, like there's things that I, when I watch Chris coach, I, I see, man, that's that he crushed that like that. I need to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so even to this day, we're still working on coaching. And I imagine Logan and everyone, Danny, oh, Josh, and Chris, and everyone, everyone is still there's st- still things that they need to work on. So, cool. All right. So I guess the first question, the question that was asked um, was. I think it's a young adult, a little bit older of a teenager, um, how we're able to build coordination and strength at the same time. 
um, there was a question like, well, how do you do it? Like every time I load this athlete or I make them do unilateral movements, they just collapse. Um, what are practical things, maybe exercises, maybe different methods uh, that we like to use to kind of help um, athletes out if they're struggling? Um, young adults are just in this weird spot where they're trying to figure out their body, they're growing, their hormones are changing. Um, something that I find that works a lot is uh, slowing down the tempo. Like, don't rush to get to the, the end point, right? Because sometimes, like, well, I just want to stand this up. Yeah, but you want to stand it up with good quality. I think um, eccentric stuff, like controlling that, can you show me control at each level of the movement? Um, it makes a lot of connections. Uh, going along with that, isometric positions, I think, helps build some structure. The other one that I use very carefully is using um, banded resistance on a movement. So, for example, one of the tools that I use for a beginner, young adult who I think can move on to using resistance for squatting, using a box squat, it forces them to have to push their hips back. It gives them a target so they're not lost in space. And then adding uh, light bands to that. Because otherwise, you could just plop down to the bottom. There's really no consequence. And I think the the bands highlight that, right? If you have a poor position, like, you're going to feel it. So I think it gives them more external feedback, immediate feedback, into am I doing a good job or not doing a good job? What are some tools that you use? I totally agree with the tempo, um, temp- introducing more tempo work. If uh, if I see an athlete, now this actually happened not too long ago. We had an athlete come in. They started squatting, and there was a, a very aggressive bounce out of the bottom. And you know that that's them trying to overcome that that deficit at the bottom. They don't have strength in that bottom position of the squat, so they're gonna just collapse and then try and use elastic energy to get back up. And so that's exactly what I did. I I said let's do tempo. So I want you to hold the bottom, hold for a second, two second, and then stand back up. Sure enough, she wasn't able to go down as far as she, uh, she did before, but there was more control. There was more lumbar con- uh, stability, and that right there is going to keep her safe, and it's going to allow her to really develop some strength um, at that bottom position. With younger athletes, what I like is, especially if you're talking coordination, I, I usually like to just honestly play games. If you come in before my classes, you'll see you'll see the group of us playing hacky sack or we'll play two ball. And it's just a fun way to build some coordination. And you'll notice a lot of kids don't have that. And it, it gets missed. So um, finding fun games before the before your actually strength piece make it your warm-up. We play hacky sack for about 10, 5, 10 minutes, and we got a sweat going. And it's a fun way to to build that foot-eye foot coordinate or the foot-mind coordination, the hand-eye coordination, and um, uh, also increasing reps. Uh, I think you wrote that down, but uh, building building uh, a solid foundation, and you're going to do that through through repetition. So I'm looking to do um, high rep sets, and um, really have that athlete feel comfortable moving through that range of motion. So uh, sets of 10, sets of 12, sets of 15s at a lighter weight, just having them, having them uh, understand what you're looking for. 
as a coach, this is where coaching comes in. It's having that deep toolbox is knowing what's happening and having the right tool to fixing it. And that just comes through experience. So as a coach, if you if you have athletes who are you feel aren't getting the movement or are struggling in certain postures and positions, then um, the more you you're able to to give them the more tools you have, the better you're going to be for it. So, um, yeah, that's what I recommend. Yeah, I also like the like the sets and the reps thing. Um, don't get I think before you can start chasing bigger numbers, you really got to groove down the mechanics. And I think those come with eights, eights and tens as a rep scheme. Um, I would probably keep it three, five max sets uh, and then you just move on. Another method I would use if that isn't working is you go down and deep into your toolbox and like, okay, maybe we shouldn't, we can move away from the bigger movements and isolate movements. For example, I'm thinking about like, let's do GHRs. Um, maybe there is a connection that can be made with uh, a smaller movement that then contributes to being able to recruit more muscles to find some sort of coordination. Um, might be a different method if what you're currently doing is not working. Um, do you have a, do you guys have a, oh, Chris is going to add something. I would say the barbell shouldn't be your first answer to developing strength. Um, you have kettlebells, you have dumbbells, use those. And from there you can challenge their posture and position through loading it on one side, on the right side, loading on the left side, loading it off to the side. If you guys are doing, uh, lunges or maybe even getting a plate overhead and trying to have them lunge with something five pound plate, 10 pound plate. So don't just, don't make your, don't make the barbell the first answer to developing people's strengths, especially at a younger age. Um, when you, I'll let you add that. When you, and, and this goes back to your ability, the better you coach you are, the, the more tools you have. So if I know an athlete is, is uh, struggling because there's a deficit in their hip flexibility and, and, and that's the issue, if you're able to identify that, then maybe during those two, three-minute breaks of rest, have them work on that. Um, and being able to incorporate that during the work is going to, one, make use of that dead period, quote-unquote dead period. I mean, it is rest, but it's going to make them um, kind of be engaged through the entire hour. And uh, secondly, it's going to directly address what's happening. So like you said, addressing specific areas that might be shut off and turning those on are also a great way to kind of improve that, that coordination. So yeah, just, just laying the groundwork. Like Chris said, don't rush to the barbell. Uh, I, something I like to do is uh, with first day, if it's first day athlete, I'm just going to have them squat with a kettlebell, goblet style, and you're going to squat to a target. And I, in order for you to graduate, you need to do that. Like I've talked about this. Graduate, you have to do uh, 15 perfect reps to our standard. And we explain what the standard is. So doing little things like that is, uh, is a good way to, to build that foundation. Uh, part of the question that was also asked was like, okay, my athlete breaks down when I go unilaterally versus bilaterally. And the way I kind of like to think about it is, is a good thing. Uh, I like to think about it. Let's give an athlete variance also in the movement. So they're exposed to a lot of things. And then over time, they're also going to improve. It's like a patience thing. 
you're sh- you're showing them. It's a, it's a GPP thing, general physical preparedness. Let me show you all these things. And then over time, patients get coaching. They'll start to they'll start to look better. Um, they'll start. Uh, I I also have noticed this where um, working with an athlete individually versus a group. The group athlete sometimes I've seen in my situation uh, progress faster because they start trying to copy what everyone else is doing or the better movement movers. I did that with like CrossFit and like I I'm gonna copy whatever that looks like and try to mimic that a little bit better. Um, so just overall like and I'm talking about variance both in the movements variance in mobility right because it's sometimes it's hard to like is it a hip flexor thing is it a glute thing is it a low back thing but let's do some variance with mobility with all those things and maybe by trying to do a little bit here and there we can solve the whole thing right because without like it's difficult for me I'm not a PT but I have a generally an idea of what could be wrong um, so if we hit it from different angles, you can maybe also resolve that problem, yeah. right? Exactly. So when you have uh, unilateral versus bilateral, when, you, when you're seeing your athletes break down unilaterally, but they have a great you know, squat or deadlift, that's actually, like I said, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. That, that means you're, you're catching on to things that actually matter. Um, when you look at sports, when you're sprinting, when you're changing direction, it's all, for the most part, being done unilaterally. So being able to catch that early on and working on it is actually going to uh, be a good thing. So uh, things to do there, I-, I like to take kids out of their shoes. So uh, we have these um, tumbling mats. I just lay them out, and I have eight kids on that mat with uh, uh, barefoot. And I just have them, you know, play catch with me, we'll t- toss tennis balls, and they'll have to challenge to work on stability through the ankle, strengthening strengthening those joints. Um, and you can never go wrong with midsection with trunk work. If you start any unilateral work with, uh, um, if you preface it with some like trunk stability work, it's planks, side planks, whatever, dead bugs, um, some crawls with a with a certain challenge to it that's all going to turn on and activate the trunk. And then you might notice that your, their unilateral work is going to improve because now that midsection is turned on. Um, so taking them out of their shoes is something I like to do. You can lighten the load and uh, shorten the range of motion. Keeping that, those three things in mind is going to really help improve that unilateral. How great are kids' shoes nowadays? What's that? How great are people's choice of shoes? Um, not Matt Hannaford. You see, he's wearing, he's rocking, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going after you, Matt. Those are some nasty shoes, boy. You need to, you need to figure that out. He, he came in here yesterday, two days ago, Matt Hannaford. Man, he had those noble boots. You see those? They're white. They look like, I don't know what they look like. They look like stormtrooper shoes. I don't know. They're bad, dude. He needs some, he needs some help. You let him work out in those shoes at your gym? <laughs> what are you guys selling here? No, it's, it was up to him, man. It's, he came in, I don't even know. If I would have known, I, I would have brought some, I don't know, some other shoes for him. All right, so just not disclaimer. PSA, public service announcement. Wear some flat shoes at the gym. Um, going to the high school right now, these kids are wearing Jordans to work out. And like, one, why are you spending money on that? Two, too heavy. Three, way too bulky. Like they're just not functional. Yeah. Um, do you find that with a lot of your athletes? Like I definitely recommend a f- flat. Like my favorite shoes right now, my CrossFit shoes, my training shoes, are Nike skateboarding shoes. Nike SB Low Dunks. What's up? Yeah. 
Yeah. They're trading you. I could sell them. You know what's up? Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, the yeah, like you said, the the fancy shoes, the Westbrooks, the the Currys, the whatever, the Jordans. They're all they're all great, but it's the big marketing machine behind them that people love, and the kids. You know, kids are kids, and they're they're open. They can get suckered in by anything. So if they see the fancy logo, the cool slow mo, you know, commercial with the cool kicks and what they 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 want them. Parents buy it for them, and that's the thing. So, but yes, flat sole shoes are the best. Um, heel to toe, kind of flat even ratio is cool. Um, yeah. So. Um. Strike movement, if you're listening, we would like to make slow-mo commercials. Yeah, <laughs> the Logan Gel- when are the Logan Gelberg ones coming out? Gelberg one, G ones? G ones. Fresh, R ones, C ones. What would they look like? Uh, well, he's got a custom pair, right? White, custom, maybe white and blue. He has custom pair? He's got a custom pair. You didn't see him? But that, someone, someone drew on his shoes. It wasn't like Strike Movement told the you know department to print those out. You can't buy those, though. They're unbuyable. What's up? Next question. Uh, how do we build stability? Um, that kind of goes already with what we've already answered. Similar things. Slow down tempo. Go down toolbox. Um, core. Uh, not core. I hate that word. Midline engagement. Activation. You were late for your Pilates class with your core. Yeah, thanks. Uh, next question. What can I do now or at home for working out or to improve my fitness performance? This is kind of like a question. Maybe I can't afford a membership or I don't have time to go to the gym and go to my training and practice. Ronnie, what are some things you could do? Simple, maybe three bullet points. Buy a foam roller. Um a yoga mat or some type of like uh matting comfort comfortable matting so you can do some some stretching some some uh, flexibility stuff um pay attention to your tissue right cuz if you don't have any external load or weights right weights or stuff like that then it's not really a, a place to develop that absolute strength so a foam roller lacrosse ball there's uh these things called acu acu stability balls or whatever they're like a half lacrosse ball that you can set against the wall and, and it doesn't roll around um what <laughs> yeah they're like half half flat half lacrosse ball and they don't move and it really allows you to to uh address some stuff eating well sleeping well what's, what's the, what are you laughing oh it's delayed yeah so um so the foam roller yoga mat and uh maybe a lacrosse ball uh, resistance band. Um, you can do a bunch of glute activation stuff. Yeah. So I would say uh, midline stability. You can you don't you can use some body weight stuff, and using a small resistance band to either. For the for most part, we're talking about shoulders and glutes. Yeah. If you can kind of solve that problem, you're starting to change the game a little bit. You're starting to move into the right direction. Um, so just a small resistance bands could do. You can YouTube. You can. How about text us or find us on Instagram? What should I do? That would be a good start. I'd say find the heaviest thing you could find at your home and walk around the block with it. And you'll see over time you'll be the strongest person on that block. Yeah. That's funny. I was going to 
go R-rated, but I'm going to keep it G. <laughs> um, what can I do now to improve my mental game? Uh, go to sleep earlier. Start educating yourself. Start wanting to educate yourself. Once Personally, once I found that secret, I think my whole life changed versus oh, I'm just in school and I'm just going through the motions. Um, I think it takes some maturity to kind of figure that out. But if you can be open and wanting to learn, like everyone talks about like books are everything and the knowledge and it fucking is. Yeah. That's everything. Um, you can start with things that you're interested in and then you're going to start to discover things that you're not good at and then get good at those things. So my two answers, go to sleep, start reading. Or if you don't, not reading is your thing, start podcasting, listening to stuff. Um, you, you have to believe in yourself. Like, you just believe in yourself. And nothing, nothing fuels that belief than actually putting in work. So if you feel that you're doing the right things day in, day out, then that is going to build up your, your self-confidence. So do all the things that you know you should be doing. Um, eating well, sleeping well, putting in work, studying your sport, studying the legends. Every sport, there's no new sport. Every sport has, Rich Froning is a legend. Go study him, you know? So doing, uh, doing your homework, find why certain people were successful. Why was Michael Jordan successful? Why was Wayne Gretzky successful? Was Sidney Crosby, why is he the ball? The, well, okay, so... <laughs> So why, right, why was Derek Jeter so great? Why, you know, and just whatever sport it is, you, uh, you do your homework and find out why they, they excelled at their thing and try and emulate that. Maybe, you know, you don't have the resources they did. Um, Katie Ledecky, shout out, I love Katie Ledecky. Do you know who that is? I spoke about her a long time ago. She's a swimmer. She's like, she's a, I think she's a sophomore now at Stanford. And she's like the Oh God, I gotta send you some stuff. Why are they good? And and just see what you can take from their from their lifestyle and see if you can add it to yours. And that's that will improve your mental game. I would like to add to my answer if that is okay. Um It's your show. Do what you want. <laughs> uh if you can't find a mentor, I would find a mentor first. It doesn't have to be like an official mentor, it could be for a soft mentor. That's something I made up right now. Start like following someone. You don't really necessarily have to know them. Um, the social media is a deep hole, but there's positive people there. Um, you can find someone you can start to emulate and that could be an athlete. Uh, the other one is start choosing your friends better. Uh, if, if maybe you're a little bit younger and you have to decide, like, well, this person's not really giving value to my life. This person's sucking more energy than adding value. Um, so finding the circles that are right for you, right for the direction that you want to go within your life, and that don't get you in trouble. Right. <laughs> I say start creating some consistency in your life. So what I mean is if it's every day at 3:30 you you're going to have a <laughs> you're going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich doesn't matter if you're playing a video game, you stop your video game and you go to and you have that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If it's waking up at 4 a.m. every single day, 
3.30 every day, it's creating some mental toughness um, over time. Did you have your peanut butter jelly sandwich today? <laughs> um, oh, this is a fun question. What would Ronnie do or Juan or Chris do if we had the ideal day, right? If we didn't have to pay bills. Uh, I would like to go to bed at like nine. I think it would be cool to wake up at six. Different story. I'd, I'd sleep in a little bit more. Sleep is important. I'm just an a-hole and trying to do a bunch of stuff. Um, my ideal day would be probably big breakfast. The first activity of the day uh, would be training. What are you looking at me like that for? No, I'm just trying to think. What your ideal day would be? Yeah, I'm going through it. Keep going. I would train. Um, I guess it's just fantasy land, whatever. Uh, Eat again. Go home. Take a nap. Uh, Maybe do some studying, some reading. Uh, These are all hypotheticals because I have a kid and I have a wife and I have to do stuff. Um, But then I would wake up and practice and play different sports would be like my outlet and trying to understand more movement and learn more about different things that I'm maybe not good at. Um, But taking care of your body, health, nutrition-wise, recovery-wise, and some sort of fulfillment thing. I think at that point, something might there's more like the one thing that I get to enjoy right now is like I get to work with a lot of people and that's awesome and they they keep coming back and wanting to do more and it's sustainable and this is not like uh, someone shows up for a month and then disappears like no these people are training year around which I think is awesome Um, and able to kind of give them a some whatever thing I've figured out and have them also use it and them put to use in their life My ideal day doesn't drift or isn't much different from what you said. But if I can learn from someone and then pass that information on to someone else who needs it, like, that's that's all I want. Honestly, that's my life. Like, I just want to learn from people who, who, who are so, so knowledgeable in what they do, learn that for myself, and then pass it on. And if I can do that during the day, man, I'm good. Like, I did something. Uh, so that as long as I can do that, I'm good. Maybe it could be from a book. Like I learned something from a book and then I, and then use it, right? It's not just learn it, but use it and then pass it on. And then if that person gets better, dude, that's it. I would like to add to my answer. <laughs> uh, something that's like I would want to do, just don't have time, is choose an interest and dive deep into that interest for a period of time, like three months. And then like, cool, move on. Let me do something else. Like, let me, it doesn't have to be, like, fitness-wise, but let me learn about, let me learn about cryptocurrency. Let me trade, trade that. Like, let me nerd out on something. What's your Bitcoin account at right now? What's your Bitcoin? Where you at? How much you got? I'm going to put my purse, my Bitcoin purse up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Or whatever, like, the project is. Like, let me figure out, like, how to, I don't know, assemble a computer from scratch or something it's just like learning things that kind of challenge your brain or you're not good at or don't know yet but could learn if you put the effort to uh this is like way beyond me i'm not this smart but people there is uh what's his i forgot his name he's an author and he writes no he writes bibliographies 
for like Think Da Vinci and like. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And he. He, said he wrote the recent one. He, which one? Da Vinci one. Maybe. He he write he write, he writes uh, bibliographies for a whole bunch of people, and he basically said that everyone always had questions that almost no one tried to answer. Yeah, doing that, doing that, I, that exercise with like random just some random stuff. Like wh- I don't know, like uh, why is the sky blue, and yeah, what's yeah, the reason yeah, behind yeah, that? Because yeah. So if we're talking about the same thing, I don't remember who the guy is, but he was the he was in an interview and I was listening to it. Da Vinci would answer questions like, "What does the tongue of a woodpecker look like?" Right, and you're like, "Well, I, I don't know. Why would you ever think that?" Yeah. Or like answering questions of like, uh, "Does a what's the does a like wood or the tree fall, if the tree falls in the wood does it make a sound?" type of shit, yeah. like random things, yeah. um, or why Why do shoes smell the way that they smell yeah. and go down a whole wormhole of that. Chris? And, that, and that's the, that activity alone will like make your brain work harder than anything else. Just right now, right? Trying to think of a, a question that it's outside the box because we're always inside the box and that's just taking your mind somewhere else and that alone who cares what the question is? But just going outside the box with how you think of things will open you up. So, yeah. That would be, yeah. What was that? What was that? Yeah. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> Chris, what would your ideal day be? Very uh, similar to yours, but I'd wake up at 7, not 6. Then train for a little bit, big breakfast, take a nap. And then after that, hour and a half of reading absolute quietness, and then sit down with the mentor and listen, just learn from them. What would you read? I was going to ask, would we be training together, or how does this work? Would we still hang out? Man, I'll tell you what. Shout out to Logan, Justin, who else was here? Uh, Matt Hannaford with his uh, Star Trooper boots. Um, his, uh, and then who else? Oh, I mean, I don't know who else. Caroline, Lacey. Uh, Taylor, Vin, Vin, and Nat. Nat is Nat. Tyler. Tyler was here. They all kind of did a like a mob thing, and they all came up to our class and they took class, and it was so fun. I know Chris. I know it's it's a little hard to coach that because there's a lot of people who know their stuff taking your class, and that could be a separate conversation. How to deal with people that are good taking your class. But that was so fun. And then we, some of us went to go get coffee afterwards. And it's like something that, you know, everything. everything that was so fun. So fun. That's basically what would you do in an ideal day? Imagine if uh, all of us and, and Logan was here and everyone you, you, you know, like we all just sat here. All right, we have two hours. Let's work out. And we all just came up with crazy workouts. And we work out. We have fun. We we beat ourselves to a pulp and then go have breakfast and like that's fun. That's what. How much better can it get? So become a sponsored CrossFit athlete. <laughs> uh, so I was laughing at you guys because, or at Chris because when someone good comes to your class and you're like, ah, screw you for taking my class, right? Every time that Logan takes my goddamn class, I crush him. <laughs> oh, you're gonna come audit my class? Okay, well. 
Guess what? I'm a crush you. It's just funny. I was just laughing because I've been in that same boat, and you're like, especially in the beginning, right? And you're nervous, and you're like, well, no, like in the beginning of like you ever coaching, and then like someone takes your class, and you're like, hey, this is a CrossFit uh, regionals athlete, and you're like, damn, hopefully I don't mess anything up, but they're really not really paying attention to you, and they're doing their own thing. But it's stressful until you like start understanding, like, try me. I know my thing. Um, but it, it's a unique experience. Yeah. Brittany, walk over here. Get over here. All right, so Brittany, what would your ideal day look like? Um, yeah, just walk us through it from beginning to end. Um, it would probably have to be just waking up and going and playing in the morning and then beach volleyball, sorry, playing beach volleyball and then probably going and working out <laughs> at Deuce <laughs> and then... Um, maybe just going home and relaxing, eating, smoothie maybe, um, and watching like some weird documentary, yeah. I don't know, like Planet Earth or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so cool. That's probably my ideal day. What would, uh, what would the smoothie be? Um, it would have protein powder, almond milk, um, mixed berries, almond butter, um, spinach, yeah, I think that's it. What I, what I find interesting is, like, we ask, we're asking ourselves whatever our ideal day is, and it's nothing crazy. Like, it's just, it's not that far off from what we kind of do already, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's it's good that we, we, don't, we don't chase crazy things. Like, oh, I want to go on a helicopter ride and, you know, visit L.A. I'd want to learn how to fly a helicopter, yeah. you know? Uh, anything else you want to add? Good. Pretty straightforward. Hopefully we gave you some tools. We always hope that. And hopefully the 10 people that listen. <laughs> Shout out to those 10 people that listen. Big things in 2018, though, we've been talking behind the scenes. We'll stay quiet for now. Yeah, yeah. Just to keep you on your toes and keep listening. Um, if you have any questions, uh, find us on social media. Uh, start following Strongest on the Field Radio, S-O-T-F-R. I've been trying to post more stuff. I gave Ronnie the password, but he hasn't p- posted anything. It didn't work for me. I told you. And you never answered back. I tried logging in, and it didn't work. Did you text me past 9? <laughs> I didn't know you had hours. <laughs> 9 is shut down. I have some boundaries. Um, or you can email us at radio at deuceathletics.com. Bye. Show me, coach.